0: mccord state farm studio i'm your host zach barry joining me coming off the heels of our wrestlemania 37 preview a couple months ago we are here to talk money in the bank 2021 before i welcome in our guests i'm going to remind you of our sponsors that make this show possible i mentioned we're in the davis mccord state farm studio if you need good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates Look no further than davis McCord and State Farm. They're your one-stop shop in Tennessee and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. State Farm agent davis McCord is ready to help. Call him at 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. Podcast also brought to you by Transamerica Insurance. They're changing the way that you look at life insurance. Rated best term life insurance company in 2020 by Forbes. They offer 10, 20, and 30-year term life insurance catered to your individual needs. Ask about their living benefits option and get a free quote by calling Drew Moak at 601-953-8449. He's licensed in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas. Give him a call. That's 601-953-8449. Matt, Lane, welcome in. Let's talk some uh, money in the bank, shall we? What's going on? Let's do it. How you doing, Zach? I'm excited. Uh, You know, the the WrestleMania 37 show was a lot of fun, a lot of fireworks in that one. I I will say I'm more excited for this and I'm pretty sure you guys would both echo my sentiment here that this one is going to be even more fun because uh, as we were talking, Lane, before we started, um, fans will be back for this pay-per-view. And I know that that's a that's a huge deal.
1: And, and honestly, Zach, that's the Lane, whole thing. Is yeah, Lane, yeah. right. Lane is speechless. So, yeah, I mean, Lane I, is so Lane is so taken I, aback I mean, by the Crosby back. Mean, mean, not talk. I mean, um, you know, I've been watching podcasting um, one hundred and one, you know, make them wait. it is like, yeah, I, no, I mean, just I, I've been watching and hearing, and this, the, the excitement about the crowds back in the stands was all about because, I mean, you know, we, the obviously all the shows and everything have been down in um down in Florida. There's no crowds or whatnot. The, but I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, it's, it's yeah. exactly the same thing as going to any type of sporting event. I mean, even during the pandemic, you watch a football game. There's been there are some stadiums that have any people. And I mean, the, the fans are really kind of what makes the the shows or whatnot. And so with the fans Absolutely. coming back and even with money in the bank or whatnot, I really do think this show is like going to be one that really kind of gets everybody really back into excitement about everything kind of being normal or whatnot. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of surprises. Matt, you you might completely disagree with me, but I, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of surprises no, and a I, lot of um. I think you're right. Of I think
2: um, they, um, I think they call it a conservative playbook. Uh, having the Thunderdome and not having any any fans, they uh, they kept a lot of surprises back. They kept a lot of big moments back. And I think now that we got fans back, we're about to start seeing some big things happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so, literally during the pandemic. I really do think with it being – it was the Matt Luke era. Now it's the Lane Kevin era with the live crowds on board. So <laughs> let's get a little pop now. Um, let's go, guys. Let's get excited.
0: Yes, yeah, get excited, dude. <laughs> you mentioned this is – you know, all the previous pay-per-views were held in Florida. This is the first one that's held outside the state of Florida since Elimination Chamber in March 2020. Um
2: <laughs> it was like forever is, ago. I know
0: uh, yeah. March 2020 feels Pretty like stadium. March 2017 uh, it's in Fort Worth Texas at Dickies Arena which is just the perfect arena absolutely for it's fans stadium. to be back it's great it's great it's great clothing
2: it's a workingsman arena it's a workingsman oh
0: yeah yeah blue collar <laughs> yeah um,
2: Dusty Rhodes would love that stadium
0: so let's just let's just jump into it here. The first the first match on the card that we're going to discuss: tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I mean, this one is just really tugging at my heartstrings here. With uh, Rey Mysterio, Oscar Gutierrez is back with uh, Dominique Mysterio as his son, and uh, they're I'm going up against good. the Usos. How are we? Uh, What do we think? I mean, I kind of know where I'm leaning here. Where do you two see this match going?
2: So, I think that – so, basically, all of WWE right now is centered around the Roman Reigns storyline. They have spent the last year basically building him up. He's a champ. They brought his two cousins into Usos to be his sidekicks. He spent his time trying to get them to be his followers, and they are all in on that now. And now that they're wrestling for a title, I think they are building towards like this big dominant faction where they all hold all the titles. And this is the, kind of the first step on the, the road to uh, WrestleMania next year where Roman Reigns is rumored to be wrestling against The Rock, which is going to be the end-all be-all of this feud. But they have to start somewhere, and they're going to do that by building up his two sidekicks, the Usos. And I think um, they're trying to go ahead and put the titles on them or at least start the storyline where they're working towards the titles against the Mysterios.
1: So, Matt, do you think that the Usos are going to win this?
2: If they don't win it now, they're going to win it soon. I think that maybe they might lose on Sunday due to some kind of mess up by one of the Usos, where Roman will end up getting mad at them later on. You think? But you think I think like going to win it from.
1: I, I, the only way I can see them, like, I, I, honestly, I think you know Mysterio and Dominic are going to win this because I mean, there's no chance. I mean, even with Jimmy Usos' issues with DUIs or whatnot, I mean, it's. I just I, I just don't see what they're, where they're going to get what, what the play is with the Usos. to Be quite honest with
2: you. So my thing with that was, is if they were going to punish him for that, they would have already taken him off TV and they they put him on SmackDown um, almost very, immediately after it happened. It's very interesting i, mean, I'm I think nothing it, is stopping this train. Nothing is stopping this the storyline. It, it, legal troubles, pandemics, nothing. Nothing is stopping this Roman Reigns storyline, and that's why if if they don't win it Sunday, they're going to win it within the month. So I actually I think the Usos are going to win. Interesting
1: because I, I just don't see how the like, the mystery is going. I mean, plus, I mean, this is Dominic's first live, <laughs> in like this, and and like he's gonna. Have, this is the first time to yeah. be in front of front of people, man. So, I mean, I just, well, I don't, I just don't else.
2: McMahon, and that's a total Vince McMahon move. First time in front of the fans, you're all excited. He's gonna make you lose. Let's see what you got. Test you.
1: Well, Jimmy Uso is probably say gonna say arena because you know, get another DUI. That for top <laughs>
0: <math technical laughs> we've we've buried that we've, um, okay. we've, we've buried the lead um we've we buried the lead this this year's money in the bank is yes, presented by none sense. other than Applebee's
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> what's wrong with that Applebee's oh is great. <laughs> you got there's nothing better in the neighborhood dude <laughs> I mean it's a
0: it's blue collar arena blue collar uh, sponsor um. All right, next match on the card, Money in the Bank ladder match for a uh, world championship match contract. You've got Rick Shea versus John Morrison versus Riddle versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus King Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. This just seems like an absolute sweepstakes of just... Just absolute hell, just breaking the It is. It is an
2: absolute me. throwback to the. It's an absolute throwback to the attitude era days. Is this and um, Hell in a Cell are kind of the last vestige of the old days, where you just had chaos matches that are super violent, super chaotic, and you never know what's going to happen in the end.
0: I yeah. I kind of anticipate this just being like where it, it's there's so many so. Counting it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys in this ladder match. It almost seems like it's going to be like six or seven dudes are just constantly engaged the entire time, and there's going to be one guy that just slips in in the back door and wins it.
2: Yeah, are we we getting that
0: feel, or is there going to be somebody that just dominates it?
2: Well, I think they're definitely, they're definitely trying to make it out like some of the favorites uh, are going are gonna to come through, like your Seth Rollins, your Ke- Kevin Owens, but then you've got guys like Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, who've never really won the big one, and, but they're all high flyers, and they're the ones that are going to give you your big spots, your big moments during the match. Um, and there really ain't a lot of precedence to this match. Last year they did this match. Uh again, due to the pandemic, they had to change it up and they did the entire match within a building. And they they all competitors wrestled their way to the roof where probably the person with the least amount of odds to win it ended up winning the whole thing. Oh yeah. And again, too, with the precedent, they've kind of changed it all last year where usually whoever won this match ended up becoming the champ. And Last year, the person that won it ended up losing their chance at it. They lost their "quote unquote" money in the bank briefcase to another person along the way, just because the higher ups didn't like who who they chose to win the match. So it, it really is kind of unpredictable who's going to win this one. I do know who I think is going to lose this one for sure.
1: And I would like to add this: this kind of for for people that really don't really watch wrestling or really don't understand anything about wrestling, I think. Besides probably like the Rumble and Romania, I really do think matches like the Money and Bank Ladder Match with a ton of people in it is um is it's very very exciting. They I remember especially kind of point it wasn't a Money in the Bank um Bank Ladder Match but it was probably back in like Matt it was probably like two thousand eight two thousand seven. There was a WrestleMania like Ladder Match. You remember that? This this is like the Ladder Match. In yeah. I mean, obviously the format is a little different, but I mean it's literally just nonstop action. Yeah, you know, people climbing up the ladders, going over with people on top of it or whatnot. It's um, it's it's one of these things that it really is. If you know, if whoever's listening or whatnot, if they're, you're not a wrestling fan, it's it'd be a great great opportunity, especially for your kids or whatnot, to actually watch it. and they love these matches. It doesn't matter if it's the men or the women's match. Um, and then of course, you know, just the I'll, I'll, you know, obviously the um, the the point of the the ladder match is that the whoever gets the the money in the bank. Um, briefcase or whatnot can you know cash
2: it in uh, whenever they want to. in The heavyweight official. title shot for a calendar yeah. year. That's right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. And we that's did. why this pay per view has actually kind of become. It used to be the big four. You had your Royal Rumble. You had WrestleMania. You had SummerSlam and Survivor Series. And Money in the Bank kind of starting. I think in 2010 was that with CM Punk has become yeah. like an unofficial yeah. big pay per view. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you know it's probably probably in my opinion probably one of the top ones. I mean
2: it's it's probably you know, bigger than Survivor around. Series at this point.
1: Yeah, even I mean I like SummerSlam, but SummerSlam is is what I mean. It's just a different. Form.
2: I, honestly, I love it. Oh, SummerSlam is like WrestleMania Junior. Uh, you
1: can't, it's, you can't it's hang
2: not, on it's, SummerSlam. Right. SummerSlam. SummerSlam it's, is it's, basically it, the WrestleMania it, it, where all the heels win. It's Mania
1: Rumble, and then I'll put Summer SummerSlam, Then I'll probably put Money in the Bank, and then I'll Money probably in the put whatever, but. Tomatoes, tomatoes. We can disagree and whatnot, but but my winner. Back to
2: the the latter match. It's definitely going to be chaotic, and if if for the outside person that's not watching, you probably won't know these things. But they're definitely they're already planting seeds for some of the competitors in this match to start Uh, feud with other people. They're really like uh, tonight on SmackDown. Seth Rollins won the match that involved a lot of the competitors in this match, so they're making you think that he's going to win, but they're also building a feud where. Edge and Seth Rollins are going to meet down the road. And for Seth Rollins to win this match and then feud with Edge really didn't make a lot of sense unless Edge beats Roman Reigns later in the card, which we'll get to that later. But Seth Rollins is probably not going to win this match. Um, uh, Kevin Owens okay. had a huge feud with Roman Reigns during the, at the beginning of the year, lost multiple times. They're probably not going to go back to that. Um, really, it makes no sense for Ricochet or John Morrison – to go against uh, Roman Reigns at this point, or um, or Bobby Lashley, who's the other world title holder. Um, really, you're looking at uh, Drew McIntyre, who's kind of was on top. He was actually the champ pretty much, basically the entire pandemic. He, he, Just kind of recently lost fan. the title. He's fading. It really doesn't make sense to throw him back into the main event at this yeah. point. Um, Really, honestly, it's either going to be Riddle with a surprise win, it's going to be um, Shinsuke Nakamura with a surprise win, or Big E. Big E is kind of the guy, I think we talked about this on the last podcast, this is the guy that they're going to probably, after the whole dust settles, with with The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year, this is the guy they're going to put the belt on. So, which makes you think he may not win it, it may be too far out for him to win it, so... Honestly, I could see I could see John Morrison or a Riddle winning. This one's this one's
1: I got Biggie. I was gonna say this one is is super super
0: interesting. I was gonna say real quick, Lane. This one's super intriguing because you've got one former Money in the Bank winner in Seth Rollins, and you've got three former World Champions competing it too, with McIntyre, Rollins, and Kevin Owens. I kind of agree with you, Matt. I was going or I guess, I guess I'm going the other way where you said it hey might yo. be too far out. I think this might, <laughs> this might be Biggie's chance to kind of break through here and become kind of a face because he, he's just like that super charismatic. He's, you know, he's he's likable. Yeah.
2: And honestly, you know, like we talked about, if he if he wins the match, he gets the he has the uh, chance for a calendar year. So honestly, him winning it this early. You know, I, I kind of disregard what I was just saying. He can hang on to this until next summer. So all of that other storyline could play out, and he could cash in the night after Roman Reigns beats The Rock, honestly. So that actually does make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, a prediction I, I, here. I'm, I'm 100%. Like, I really do think Big going to win it. Um, I, but if I think what's, who's going to put the shows on are Nakamura, Morrison, and Ricochet, those are going to be some fun, fun. Um,
2: Ricochet fun and Morrison stuff. are going to be, put on some insane spots. Kevin Owens always—he's Kevin Owens—is kind of like a modern day Mick Foley. He always is doing something insane, so we're going to get a good spot out of him. It'll be a great match. It'll—it should—it should, it, it should be, be the match insane. of the yeah. night.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, next next uh, Money in the Bank ladder match here. I mean, we talked about the headliners in the men's match, uh, the women's match. Two former Money in the Bank winners in Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and then four
2: former. Asuka, world Zach, Asuka.
1: Sorry, Asuka. I, think, Asuka. I think
2: we did this last time. It's yeah. No, it's, it's, I'm actually like Asuka. it's actually. Yeah, Asuka. For like two two nights. We kept okay.
1: Mispronouncing these freaking, these you know these these superstars' names. Come on, Zach. Asuka <laughs> Bliss, Naomi, Asuka. and Natalia are all,
0: all former world champions. So that's four and two there. Um, man this one's I mean you've got uh, so the full the full card here or I guess the full match here's Alexa Bliss Auska, Liv Morgan Naomi Natalia Asuka. Nikki Cross is it Zelina Vega
2: yeah newly rehired Zelina Vega she got fired for trying to yeah. unionize wrestlers and then just recently came back <laughs> so she's hey, not hey, not, hey uh, there's no not, yeah. that <laughs> They're not, they're, it, not, they're not putting her in a, the driver's seat, that's for sure. Is it Tamina
0: or Tamina? Right, Zach, I'm,
2: I'm. Uh. <laughs> she's, a, she's Jimmy Snuka's daughter. It's Tamina. I just, <laughs> it's Tamina.
0: Tamina? Okay. Lane got up and walked away from his laptop. I don't know if he's getting another beer or if he's just upset. Um, Both. Yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, this one. The Smurfs the Snuka family.
0: <laughs> so, so. So she was announced as the final participant on Thursday. Um, there were rumors of a returning star that, um, that, that, that started surfacing on social media. Um, and then they had the big window on, you know, that Thursday leading into Friday, leading into the weekend. Um, a lot of talk about Sasha Banks. Uh, she's been off TV since WrestleMania. The boss could easily could easily claim a spot with a dramatic return. I don't know if that's going to happen. Obviously, you know, a huge fan favorite would probably be a
1: heavy favorite. Trusting to this, it's going to be a lot of pop. Zach, (sighs) Snoop Dogg's going to come out and introduce her. (laughs) I mean, (laughs)
0: Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg carries his own pop. I mean, what what are we thinking here? I mean, I, I think the the women's side of things in WWE has just gotten better and better with each year. Um, I feel yeah, like they're yeah, definitely yeah, kind of
2: pushing them towards the forefront. I honestly, I honestly, my mo- most enjoyable match of WrestleMania this year was uh Sasha, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. That was that was one of the best matches I've seen in a long time.
1: No, I mean, they're, they're just um, great workers. I mean, that, that's the like, I mean, honestly, the last few years, like they've they've like the, the women's division. I remember watching like the the rumble or whatever—I don't. It's probably like a couple of years ago. When I, I mean, like the the women's division is freaking awesome now. Like it's
2: just—they've kind of—they've given ring, I mean, them, they've not, given them the like ball and let them run, event. and they're, they're killing it. It's not like this. It's not event. like it was back when we were younger, where you had like the point of the match is for them to rip their clothes off or wrestling in mud. I mean, they're, these these <laughs> these girls are legitimate athletes, and when given the chance, they they're doing great. They're giving good storylines. They're given, you know, more than 10 minutes in a match, and, and they've they've killed it. But yeah, I man. think with this one, uh, there's really only two people that I think are going to um, – could win this. I and think Alaska. she's kind of – Hey, kinda, hey she, she Matt, added.
1: there's only one person that's going to win this. You know who's going to win it? <laughs> oh, God, what? My girl. It's Natty. <laughs> Natty? <your> girl.
2: Oh. <laughs> now there's not a chance. <laughs> All right, so the last podcast we did when we we talked bad about Natty, the whole thing almost went off the rails. So I'm I'm gonna avoid her. I'm just gonna say she's not gonna win. She's, but I'm not she's gonna the talk.
1: best women wrestler of all time. She, she's yeah, like hey, so that may or may not today, be true. She not gonna win on rolled into one.
2: I'm telling you right now. Here we go again. <laughs> all right, so I think that Asuka uh, she kind of had her time with it with the title, and it really doesn't make sense for her to come back to the main event. <laughs> Right now, they're definitely making a point of Alexa Bliss. She's kind of, I won't say right on the coattails, but she got in the storyline with Bray Wyatt, who's not on TV right now, and they've kind of made her into this almost invincible invincible figure. She's kind of supernatural, kind of weird. Everybody's scared of her, so she could possibly win this. But they're also making a big deal about uh, Liv Morgan, who she's kind of picked up some momentum. She's kind of got this like me against the world mentality. And, uh, usually a lot of times the women's money in the bank, it's not the obvious person. It's kind of the person that, you know, the fans want or kind of like the, kind of like the smart wrestling fans want. And I I feel like right now, Liv Morgan's got a lot of momentum. So I see either Alexa Bliss or Liv Morgan taking this one.
1: I think I want to, even though my love for Natty is, is, um, my my wife's the same way. My wife saw Natty in um, the Memphis airport one time and she went up to her and she's a huge fan because of total divas and Jessica like went up to her and was like, I, she, I think she gave her a shout out and she was about to go to a um, house show in Jonesboro. It was probably like three or four years ago or not. And so, Jonesboro. And Jessica has the, you know, the whole, she has like a, like a natty shirt or not. So like, we're, we're like, th- this household is a natty, like it's nattyville
2: pretty much. Not Lane, like the- do, Lane, I feel like you get put in the sharpshooter at least once in a week.
1: Oh shoot! 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 No, I mean Natty would like put like beat the crap out of me. But no, I'll, I'll, but going back to this, I'm, I'm gonna kind of agree with you though, and I really do that think that Alexa Bliss is gonna win this. I mean, it's, it makes too too much sense. Yeah, I think a so- I would love to see a soccer win it because I mean I think she's probably one of the um, she's gonna be I think really entertaining this match, and so yeah. But Natty, is right. the best wrestler. She should obviously win this, but she's not so. That's unfortunate. All right.
0: Moving on to the singles match for the WWE Championship. Last one we were going to discuss before we hit our break uh, Bobby Lashley, the champ with MVP. That is. I Von Porter. Yeah. Hassan Assad going he up against Kofi Kingston. A
1: was he? He did a stint. He's a really good guy. I listened to like one of like he's a really good guy. Yeah. I mean,
2: you you killed two uh, wrestlers tonight with their uh, legal troubles. He's the uh, well, he's, he's a good guy, guy though. He's currently the leader of the Hurt business. He is.
0: Um, so Bobby Lashley going up against Kofi Kingston. I mean, this one is as as pay per view as it gets. This is this is some some big time pop, some big time uh, some fireworks going here. Um, man. This one for me, I don't really know which way I'm leaning here. Um, I kind of feel like I don't know the whole Kofi Kingston losing to Brock Lesnar. I, I, I don't know which way they're trying to steer him now.
2: Um, is so they're definitely trying to recapture kind of the magic of Kofi Mania, which was uh, two WrestleManias ago. Kofi Kingston uh, won the WWF championship. That's the WWF WWE title over Daniel Bryan, was no, no, no. it was a, it was an incredible moment. He'd been in, in uh, WWE for a long time, finally got the title, and I think they're trying to recapture that right now, and. They're, the last few shows building up to this, Bobby Lashley has taken a few. He, he lost to um, Xavier Woods on Monday, who is Kofi Kingston's partner. Uh, they're trying to make him look weak, and I actually think that it's going to be a pretty big beatdown between Bobby Lashley and Kofi. I think Bobby Lashley's going to go over on this one. Yeah, I think he's going to hold the title going into Summerslam, and ha- they're going to put a big, put him in a big match and I, unfortunately I think Kofi Kingston is going to lose this one pretty badly.
1: Uh, I 100% agree with Matt. Um, again, I want to talk about, I, I looked at some, um, rumors on oh uh, you looked uh, at the spoilers uh, no, no 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 i didn't look at spoilers i looked at look at this there was a tweet down in atlanta, you, or not you looked tweet, at you looked at the there, dirt sheets. no there was a cr- commercial down in atlanta for house you had a
2: subscription to wrestling observer yeah. with dave Meltzer, and you read the you read the dirt I did tweets. not
1: read no dave Meltzer is little <laughs> he, he's i i no I, I i kind of look at it every now and then but but no, I saw someone like tweet out that they had like a um like a house show commercial, and there was um there was a commercial where they had Kofi with a belt on. But I I really don't. But they also said that might be in, from a commercial from like to, to support this show like a couple years ago. But I still think Bobby Lashley is going to
2: win this match. Hundred yeah, percent. I think I think handily. I think I think they're going to give Kofi a little bit of offense, and I think Bobby Lashley goes. Full on beast mode and Bobby Lashley. I think
1: uh, Bobby Lashley. I mean, it's uh, it's it, it was his time, I mean, he, He's freaking awesome. I love Bobby Lashley. I don't know about you, Matt, but I, I, I mean, really
2: he's, do. he's a freak show. I mean, he's yeah. like, yeah, I
1: mean, this like, for being a it's big, unbelievable
2: yeah. that it took this long for them to put the strap yeah. on him.
1: Yeah, I, th-
2: I think y'all, I think y'all both
0: kind of nailed it. How this this match is just kind of like a precursor, just kind of like an appetizer for SummerSlam, like it's just gonna. Whatever they do in this match is just going to lead into more storylines. They're just going to keep it branching is. This off. Is
2: especially especially with the crowds coming back to and then fo- finally pulling the trigger. I think on some storylines they've been wanting to doing, been wanting to do. Excuse me. Uh, I think that this is kind. Of, honestly, this is kind of the the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. The, even though that's you know kind of marketed as towards the end of the year, kind of closer to January, this is where all the seeds start getting planted.
1: Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. Got that that. It's like
0: it's like the it's like the TVA and like the uh, timeline <laughs> is branching off.
2: Yes, yeah, right. Bobby Lashley um, is the monster variant. <laughs> he's King the
0: conquer. He's a lieth. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take our break real quick here from the sponsors. When we come back, we're gonna talk the rest of the card. We still got three more. We've got two singles matches and a tag team to close things out. So hang tight. We'll be right back. It's Zach again, Podcast Rebellion, to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show. If you like New Orleans-inspired cuisine, go see Kelly English and the good folks in Memphis at Second Line or Restaurant Iris for some fantastic food and cocktails. You can also travel down to the coast to Magnolia House in Biloxi at Harris Gulf Coast, blackjack, craps, slots, Southern cooking, cocktails—what's not to like? All three fantastic establishments, part of the Kelly English Restaurant Group. Good food, good people, good cocktails. It can't be beat. That's Second Line, Restaurant Iris in Memphis, and Magnolia House in Biloxi. Speaking of good food, if you're in Oxford, go see Greg and the good folks at LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year's podcast, on University Avenue, across from Kroger. Celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with Greg and the rest of the folks there. And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials, 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. Speaking of Oxford... If you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain to glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, go there, get a tour do a tasting or you could do both inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event maybe a anniversary a wedding reception a rehearsal dinner something the place is amazing that's wonderbird spirits north mississippi's first distillery in taylor mississippi and be sure to follow them on instagram for all their latest updates and uh comings and goings there at wonderbird speaking of libations if you're in memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year old dominic on south front street is your place to go just like wonderbird you can go there for a tasting for a tour or both and be sure to check out the rooftop bar which is super awesome has some great views of downtown memphis of the mississippi river uh, you can try their healing station high rye bourbon the memphis toddy the memphis vodka or the new honey bell vodka you can get it all there or at your local package store So celebrate with that Hewling Station bourbon, a very small batch high rye bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866. You can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old-fashioned. It's got a mash bill of 52% corn, 44% rye, and 4% malt. Hewling Station stands alone in its category of high rye bourbons. So you could do that or you can enjoy... A quick taste of Memphis Toddy before the game this weekend. And then you can wind down with that Healing Station afterwards. So, like we always say, ask your pa- ask, ask your package store where you can find Healing Station by Old Dominic. And, as always, OD encourages you to share a sip responsibly. And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle... Make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, and inquire about financing all online. If you want to do it a little old school, maybe uh, conversate via telephone, you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new Ford today. And we are back here on Podcast Rebellion talking Money in the Bank 2021. All right, we've run through four on the card. Now we are going to turn to the singles matches for the WWE Raw women's title. Ray Ripley, the champ, taking on Charlotte Flair. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about these two, uh, and I haven't really – looked into much about it i was kind of hoping to lean on you two for this one um what are our thoughts here
2: i'm kind of with you there man i, I know the storyline and i know the two people involved but i really couldn't tell you um which way to go on this one uh, so they fought last month or at the last pay-per-view Rhea ripley got herself disqualified what seemed like on purpose um they met each other at last year's the the pandemic WrestleMania, and uh, Charlotte Flair beat her for the NXT title. So they have history. They've been feuding for a while. I don't know. Um, anytime Charlotte Flair is involved, there's potential for her to win. She, yeah. for the longest time, was undefeated at pay per views. She always won. Everyone always gives her a hard time because she's Ric Flair's daughter, and they say that's why she wins. And, honestly, a lot of times with like somebody like Ray Ripley, she won the title. She hadn't had the hugest, like I would say, fan reaction to her winning. And a lot of times when that happens, the title goes back to a solidified star. That's why they say John Cena's won so many times. That's why Randy Orton has won the title so many times. Anytime they put the title on somebody and it doesn't quite work, they put it on somebody, they know it works. So this could be one of those times where Charlotte Flair gets it back. But at the same time, they may throw Rhea Ripley a bone. She keeps it going, see how it goes till SummerSlam, and then maybe pull the title change. But honestly, this is 50-50. I, I, I'll i go with Rhea Ripley just because she, she recently won it. I think it's a little early to pull it from her. I'll go with Rhea Ripley. Maybe another like weird finish.
1: I want to go with Charlotte Flair on this. I really do think Rhea Ripley's is just not ready for the moment yet. Um, she just, you know, I don't know, she, you know, it's one of these things. Maybe in a couple years or whatnot. But I mean, Charlotte Flair, especially with the going back to the live crowds or whatnot, I just I don't see how Rhea Ripley is going to win this. But that's that's, that's my opinion. Yeah.
2: you can tell Ray Ripley. She she can go. I mean, she yeah. she's a very good wrestler. This year's Women's Royal Rumble, the Gee, two dude, finalists dude, were Bianca Belair and Ray Ripley, and they both yeah. won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, but you go. it's just you just don't know what the crowd feels because it, exactly. it's been in front of a video screen and, and that, that and you know, like, fair or not. They go by crowd reaction with the champs. And if and she, that's, she's that's, not getting a reaction and people aren't into it.
1: And that, that's going to be an interesting thing offer. too. I, you know, it's something that we really haven't discussed or whatnot, but I really do think that a lot of these wrestlers um, with the, the, the crowds coming back. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be very interesting to kind of see where they go with some of these, like, you know, these events or whatnot, because, I mean, some of these people might not pop off. I mean, they might be the best wrestler on earth, but if the fans don't like them. It really matter. And so, I don't know. be but again, I'll go with Charlotte Flair on this. I don't see how Charlotte Flair loses this, but we'll see. And so, I I saw yeah. an I saw an interesting theory, and I wanted to run right.
0: this by you to see what you think. I did see that somebody teased the off Dave Messler. That Zach's Dave Messler. <laughs> Is as, as if, because, you know, I guess technically they're both villains, that they could possibly team up in the future. Do you guys see that
2: being a possibility? I could see that. Uh, honestly, just to give Charlotte more of a storyline, because at this point she's won it so many times. I mean, there's really, it's almost kind of a recycling of the, the storylines with her. She, you know.
1: She, I, I could see that. She
2: becomes a, she becomes a face. And as it gets stale, she becomes a heel, which she's more natural at doing. Everybody can't stand her. She ends up winning again. So I, I could see, like, having, like, a, a protege-type thing with her because Ray Ripley is very young. Charlotte's been around for a while. I can see that happening. But I don't know what – I honestly, I don't know what they're teasing with this storyline or what. But um, I just think at, at any point, like I said, I, I said Ray Ripley's going to win this, but at some point that title is going to come back to Charlotte Flair.
0: All right, next on the card here, we've got the heavy hitter, Roman Reigns, the champ, <laughs> taking on Edge, singles match, WWE Universal Championship. <sighs> um, I, honestly, I'll say this. First off, I still can't believe that Edge is still wrestling. I feel like he's got to be at least like 49 <laughs> well, he's, years he's old. The he's the Rated R Superstar. He's probably right? not
2: far off, honestly. He's what? <laughs> he used to be called
1: he's the, the Raider, Raider R-, R Superstar.
0: <laughs> That's actually a pretty badass name. Um I I am gonna just keep it simple here. I think he's 47. Roman Reigns he's forty seven. Wow. Yeah. I was close. I think Roman Reigns gets this one. Um I, I've seen another theory that they think the Usos are gonna get involved in, in some form or fashion here to help out. Um I don't know. I mean Roman is kind of a I mean he's a big deal. I mean Edge is is legit. He's been around The business for so long but i feel like they're leaning on roman reigns is just the heavy hitter he's their guy right now
2: yeah so basically from now until next april if we keep doing these anytime that roman reigns is on a card in a wwe title match i'm going to go with roman reigns they have put so much money into him they put so much time put so much storyline investment into him i just don't see a situation where Edge wins. Now, he's going... So, so again, like I was talking about earlier with the seeds being planted at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns is going to walk into WrestleMania with the title belt. Now, Edge could very well win it Sunday, and then Roman Reigns win it win it back very quickly. But at this point, Edge, Edge has been around forever. He's a Hall of Famer. We all know who Edge is. I don't really see what he benefits from winning the title. I don't see where Edge as a backstage person, is that prideful or needs that. I don't see where he needs the title. I see I see him then putting on a great match and him making Roman Reigns look even better than he already looks. And Roman Reigns doesn't need any help looking good. He's, he's a great wrestler, but they're going to put on a great match. Roman Reigns is going to win. And again, kind of what I was talking about earlier with the Edge and Seth Rollins thing, I can see – Seth Rollins interjecting himself into this match and costing Roman or costing Edge the match, and then then building towards a match towards SummerSlam. But I think that Roman Reigns ultimately comes out on top on this one. I think it's gonna be a great match, but I think Roman Reigns wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, gonna be a great match as well. I really do. I mean, I agree with you too on this one. But Roman Reigns is gonna win this. Um, I love Edge. He's like one of my favorite people, and um, but. Kind of something that we don't want to mention or whatnot, but John Cena is rumored. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it till the end, but yeah. At SummerSlam. And the only reason I mention this is because, you know why? Because John Cena is one of the best wrestlers of all time. If you don't like John Cena, I don't know how. You don't like it, you know? Just, it's, it's just, honestly, whoever's listening
2: Keep this? it lame, keep and it in your pants. If,
1: if, no, no. If, if anybody doesn't like John Cena, watch him in the movie Blockers. He's a he does a great oh performance. In he, should, he should have gotten a, got Academy award for that movie. It's like one of our favorite movies. Like it's a great movie. He's a he's like a <laughs> genius on the screen and in the ring. He's just like he's one of these guys. It's just like he's just he's so talented. What was the other What was the
0: other film he was in? The Will Ferrell. Um, where
2: the, I mean, are we just, really like, just sitting what, down here? He's, he's Dominic Toretto's brother. <laughs> He is, what is in the family.
0: What is? Hold on, that movie he was in.
2: What was well, it? Called? I'm just,
1: just saying that. I like.
2: I mean, he was Amy Schumer's boyfriend in Trainwreck for a little bit. He was. Yeah, he was. The film, awesome. And by the way, was the one where, where like his, so, his kids were like so, in high school.
1: So you know, Amy
2: Schumer in that That's movie
1: Trainwreck was the, the 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 character that John Cena was based off of was Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Dolph
2: was Ziggler. Mean? Yep. The yeah. Zigman,
1: yeah. So I don't
0: know. Just it's that it's yeah. that movie. The one I'm talking about is when Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler have like a casino in their house. I've mm. not seen that movie. I'm probably gonna watch that after this if John
1: Cena's in the movie. But there's like John Cena's like briefly in it where like and somebody asks him. I, I want to open my he closet says, and start lighting my candles for John Cena's shrine. I watch the movie they ask, he, he, he has a line where he says my safe word
0: is keep going
2: I will hey a little caveat here um, so we all know how big Bourbon Street is we know how many people are on it yeah I was there in person when Lane started a huge John Cena chant on Bourbon Street where literally thousands of people participated so Lane whatever happens in your life you can go to your grave knowing you started one of the bigger John Cena chants that ever happened that, in New Orleans.
1: That literally is probably like my biggest accomplishment in life. I put it on my resume. <laughs> I just put it on my resume. Like
2: this the thing about I John, saw a kid I saw a kid that couldn't have been older than eight years old walk over to Lane, point at him, told him John Cena sucks and well, Lane was that, right in the face <laughs> and said, Let's that, go Cena.
1: I, I wanna be honest with you, that that kid's life's probably like on downhill spiral because of that. It was like was that, say he's
2: that, probably a Roman Reigns fan and he's on the come up.
1: I bet he I bet he, he doesn't like Alex like Rodriguez either, but um but just, you, you John, just, John Cena is the Swiss Army uh, the the Swiss Army knife of like life. Like he just, sound just so like Lou
2: Holtz. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Swish. <laughs>
1: Swish. What was the chant? No. Were you just
0: chanting Cena? Or were you chanting like your time is up, and then people are saying, "No, it's my just, time is now."
2: Lane was screaming, was "Let's go, go Cena!" And then everybody else. Th- what Lane would classify as the haters were saying, "See, you know, sucks."
1: And that's that. That was awesome. I, I'll never forget that. That was freaking awesome. I still got the video for that. And that was that was awesome. Yeah. That does sound awesome. All right. Um,
0: last one that's here on the card here: AJ Styles and I'm probably gonna butcher this. Is it almost?
2: Almost, yeah. It sounds yeah. like yeah. Omos. Okay,
0: yeah, I got it. The champs tag team match for the Raw tag team title against the Viking Raiders. I know there was a little bit of controversy with the name change there, but I I think that I am probably going to go with I feel like AJ Styles and almost get it here. I feel like the Raiders are kind of like that really marketable heel mm. that Really piss people off, but like they would want them to win just because it's going to create controversy. But I don't know. It's
1: kind of like it's yeah. kind of like old football.
2: <laughs> so I think I said this on the last podcast too. Um, they're definitely going to build towards AJ and almost splitting at some point, and I think I very, very prematurely called that at WrestleMania, and um, that was their first match together. So that was a horrible call. Um, I think AJ and Almost win, but I can see where the the beginnings of a split start. But Almost has actually had some singles matches lately, or he had a singles match and won. So he's very, actually looked
1: pretty good. Kind
2: of, he can work. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, he's done good. AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the entire planet, so I uh, I can see this being a way better match than anybody thinks it's gonna be. But I think AJ and Almost win.
1: I hundred percent agree. I, I really don't see uh, the Viking rig. Of, of all the um, of all the quarter one. It's probably the weakest, you know, match or whatnot. But I mean, but the problem he's is I a really, lot of. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the the thing about it is, AJ Styles needs to do his own thing. He needs to start doing single matches. He's too talented to be a tag team. But
2: you're right, and I think that now talented. he's, he's already kind he's of alluded good. to how he's going to be done soon. And I think now with the crowds being back, I could see him this being, you know, close to the end and. If you're gonna do that, you gotta go and split these guys up and yeah. they you know, they're gonna make almost a big either heel, just a monster, yeah, or something like that. And I think it, it won't it may not be at this pay per view. Honestly I could see A J and him going against each other at SummerSlam. Yeah. With and with almost going over and, you know, making him look good, but at some point they're gonna split and I could see them winning this one, but them having like little disagreements during this match that kinda of plant the seeds for a split.
1: I, I could definitely see that because I don't know. They, 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 both of them are too talented. and you know the vodka Raiders are just they're tag team guys. Yeah, I, I never see that. I, I, yeah, in, in WWE they're not going to be the uh, you know a single man act either one of them. No, so. Neither
2: one of them. Yeah, have, was... neither one of them have single marketability. I mean, they're great wrestlers. I just don't see unless something changes dramatically where they're going to be singles guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I was I was going to say
0: those two are tied together, so that could play into the role of. Letting them get a get a get a strap here and just kind of start building up the the heel storyline for them because it seems like they're they're pretty easy to hate. But all right, Matt, I know you wanted to talk some non-card here, um, so we can just kind of go lightning round here. You can fire away.
1: What are we doing?
2: Yeah, um, I think we were kind of we kind of kind of wanted to piggyback on uh, the last podcast we did and talk about like biggest pops we we could recognize or we remember and there was a huge one that I left off and I was pretty Daniel Bryan heavy on the last podcast but I completely forgot about and there was a great um A&E has done a ton of these um not a ton they did eight of them they did uh, all these biographies on wrestlers it was like Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, a few of these guys But uh, one of the biggest pops that I ever remembered was uh, The Rock beating, or excuse me, Mankind beating The Rock on Monday Night Raw, and that was one of the biggest pops and biggest moments I I had ever seen in my life. And at the time, I was young and I didn't even realize that Raw was taped at at the time. They were they would tape one, do one live, tape one, do one live, and um, this is back when WCW and WWF were really going head to head.
1: WCW, I remember we went to Thunder at the Coliseum and they did the same (laughs) thing.
2: And uh, at the time, WCW was trying to put WWF out of business. And they actually announced what was going to happen on Raw. And it was Mick Foley beating The Rock for the WWF championship. And they kind of made it out like it wasn't going to be a big deal. And it ended up being their downfall because everybody switched over to Raw to watch that match. And... Um, WWF took over on the ratings and then never looked back. And when Mick Foley pinned The Rock to win the WWF championship, that stadium exploded. That's one of the biggest pops I've ever seen in my life.
1: I got I, was this live? I don't, I don't remember. Like what? what no, that's the
2: thing. Back in the day, you know, we didn't know that. we didn't have internet back then. We didn't know it wasn't live. But I mean, I didn't know any better. So I'm watching. I was a WWF guy, so I watched that and. You had everything. You had Mankind versus The Rock, which is already a great ri- rivalry. You had DX, who is one of the biggest, hottest groups ever in yeah, Mankind's and corner. Order. And then you had The Rock, who had the corporation, which was Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, all those bad guys. They made, they stacked the deck against Mankind. You didn't think he was going to win. And then all of a sudden, Stone Cold, which all he had to do was walk, like show his face and have the glass shatter and a stadium was going to explode wow. back then. He it's came brilliant. out.
1: This, the, the Hit room. the
2: rock with the chair, man. puts mankind on top of the rock, one, two, three, and that place exploded. That's one of the biggest pops I've ever seen in my life. I don't
0: think we talked about it last podcast, but I just thought of this um, like right after we were done recording the WrestleMania, when we talked about this. I think one of the biggest ones that I remember, because this was back in the height of when I was just absolutely locked in, dialed into wrestling, was... 1999, when it was basically Y2J's debut. Oh, and yeah. The that Rock was, was in the ring doing a promo, and then all of a sudden this countdown clock comes up on the Jumbotron. And everybody thinks been it's been going
2: about, on for months.
0: Yeah, and everybody thought it was just going to be, oh, it's about the year 2000, it's about the millennium. And, you know, Break the Walls Down just starts Pretty blasting. Awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jericho comes up, and then, like, he comes out and, you know, has he was the mic. a man after the... that. Oh, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it, and it was, like, it was such a unique pop because nobody knew. Like, it was – everybody was like, we don't know who this is, but this fucking rules. Like, this is awesome. Yeah.
2: And you got to think about it, too. Like, yeah, like, I say I was a WWF guy, but, I mean, I was watching WCW hardcore at the time, too. We all liked YCJ. He was a he was a great heel. He was one of those guys you just loved to hate. And then all of a sudden he was gone from WCW for months and He, he course, was was awesome,
1: in WCW.
2: Oh yeah, oh. he was. And then of course now, now that you're older and you, you hear the stories and yeah. basically he was waiting out his the end of his contract with WCW and they didn't want to put him on TV, but WWF knew he was coming over so they started this countdown clock and it was just basically hyping something and everybody wanted to know what it was and then he comes out and you got to think about it too like when he was in wcw he was wrestling for the cruiserweight title which is like the lightweight guys basically the line tamer the line tamer basically was the guys that it was the guys that could wrestle but just weren't on that main event level yet so Mm -hmm. i mean you got chris jericho coming out his first night and at the time, I don't think – I think Stone Cold was injured or something, so he, The Rock was the man. And Chris Jericho's debut was coming out and talking with the biggest guy in the company, so he was basically a made man from then on out.
1: And the, the thing about him, you can work, it's really funny that we're talking about Chris Jericho because, like, a couple of days ago, I know Matt, you're probably going to make fun of me, but I was listening to Busted Open. It was, like, the other day I was listening to um, him, like, just talk about, like, his top – you know, he just had, like, an interview with him, and uh, he was talking about the, his top – you know, x amount of matches. I think it was like the top, like hundred matches or whatnot. But, but it's one of these things where you know, especially with him in AEW now, like we don't really like talking about it very much. But he's freaking awesome. I wish, I wish the WWE still had him. I mean, he's he's one of these guys that I remember. It was probably like in the late 2000s. I went to a show here in Memphis. Oh, it was Raw or SmackDown or whatnot. And he came. I think it was the first time he came back in like a year or whatnot. I mean, there was a lot of pop in that, even the FedEx Forum here in Memphis, but.
2: I mean, Chris is Jericho right? is fifty. Chris Jericho is fifty years old, and he's still a yeah. main event guy. If that tells me yeah. anything. Literally, yeah. he's fifty years old.
0: Well, and, and I'll say, yeah. and I'll say this: that that debut was in Chicago, and yeah, I mean, I said nobody knew who he was, but I mean, he was obviously yeah. huge at WCW, but it was just kind of like, you know, who's this guy coming over here? And then everybody's like, oh shit, it's Chris Jericho. But if we stay in Chicago for another big pop. We go back ten years to a money in the bank.
2: Oh man, the best! That CM Punk—that
1: is single-handedly Punk.
2: what got C-Punk. me back into wrestling.
1: And CM Punk—I mean, it, how, how awesome would it be if CM Punk showed up this Sunday?
2: They if say C-Punk there's rumors. Back. They say but, there's yeah. rumors, but <laughs> I you know, at this point, and it's just whether or not he even wants to wrestle anymore.
1: This, the, hey, the, one of the secrets of life is you have to have hope. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it's something like that. So I love
2: it. Honestly, man, that's know, the thing. I love it because
1: it just kind of is one of these things where you like watch it. And you're like, well, this might. Yeah, happen. no, that, no you know, I, I agree.
2: That's yeah. that's yeah. one of the biggest perks of it going yeah. back in front of a live audience now because they have they have basically admitted that they have held off on doing big angles and big yeah. moments because. You don't want to do that in front of nobody. I mean, it's it, it's great I'm that they had the Thunderdome and they had the video boards. Yeah, you know, everybody's still following it, but it's it's one thing to do it in front of a video board. It's another thing to do it in front of twenty thousand people.
1: I'm am surprised that they actually brought um, Edge back with no with no fans in the crowd. But
2: well, they tried to do. It, I mean, when he came back at Rumble, you had the they they did it at Minute Maid Stadium, and it was one yeah. the, it, was, it was it was a huge deal. And then two months later, the pandemic hits, and he comes back for his WrestleMania moment, and has to wrestle Randy Orton in a, in, in an empty stadium. It was it was bizarre.
1: Well, no, I mean they, they brought Edge back recently, and it was this. Why now? Why, why don't you uh, bring it yeah. back? Oh, you're yeah,
2: are you talking about recently? Yeah. Well, the last time we, well, we saw him, he was getting stacked on top of Daniel Bryan, so they had to give him some kind of retribution.
1: That was that was a hell of a match, though. I thought that was a hell of a match. All right, so.
0: I guess a couple more here. I'll give you guys one more. So I just went 10 years back in the past, Money in the Bank 2011, to talk about CM Punk taking down Lane's favorite wrestler all time.
2: I think Lane would agree that was the right call.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Lane would definitely agree that that was just one of the best pops ever. But if I'm going to turn it over to Matt now, Backlash 2000, Mm -hmm. when Stone Cold comes out, and just... Helps The Rock. I mean, the crowd went wild. He takes anything. out everyone with the chair. I mean, Linda McMahon shoves Stephanie to the ground. Like, it, it, The Rock finishes off Triple H to win the title.
2: Which, and it was it just breaks. like... It was just... Dude, it, it was pop it,
0: after pop after pop.
2: That, that was actually, I think, a little um, crowd service. Because that year at WrestleMania the main event was like a fatal four way, which it was the big show, Mankind, aka Big Foley, The Rock oh. and Triple H. And which a lot of people complain about, the McMahons for all the good storylines they've had, they interjected themselves on that one and each each competitor had a McMahon in their corner. And ultimately Triple H, who was already the champion, retained his title, which that was kind of supposed to be the rocks Crowning moment and Triple H won, it, but they made up for it the next month of that backlash. and Not only did they make up for it, they were able to include uh, Stone Cold, which, like I said earlier, at that time all you had to hear was the glass shatter, and it was it was a moment. And so you had him come back out, and then you had the hottest wrestler at the time, The Rock, finally win the championship. It was it was incredible.
1: It's more it's more like the most overrated wrestler of all time, The Rock, but um, a little no, heat right, right. there. Just, just throwing the throwing heat, but no, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, like anytime the, I mean, I mean, Matt, you remember this? That WrestleMania thirty, I mean, the the rattlesnake came out. I mean, you, you hear you hear that intro music. I mean, it's, I mean, people are gonna jump out of their skin, jump out of their clothes, and that roots. Yeah, here. I mean,
2: he had, I mean, Stone Cold had been retired for over ten years, and in The Rock essentially, you know, hadn't wrestled. It had been a year, but he wasn't a full time wrestler. Him, The Rock, The Rock, Sun Cold, and Hogan were out in front of the crowd in New Orleans for almost 45 minutes before a match mm-hmm. even happened. And it didn't miss a beat.
1: No. Yeah. That's why we love wrestling. That's why there needs to be another <laughs> um, WrestleMania this year down in New Orleans. And we can all go down there. And we can Run see it back, you know, What's
2: that? Say,
1: just run it back, do it again. Yeah,
2: yeah they said. I mean, I that the quote was by I think either Vince or somebody that they would prefer to do a WrestleMania in New Orleans every four or so years. Um, this year, this upcoming year is in Dallas, and then the next year is in, uh, it's like
0: the Olympics.
2: Yeah, I would love that. Honestly, a New Orleans Wrestling Olympics should be mandated. It,
1: it's but yeah, this upcoming
2: year is going to be in Dallas, and they're going to try and break the indoor record all over again, and then next year's in Los Angeles, and then they haven't – I don't I don't know if they've announced past that point. I mean,
1: New Orleans is – I mean, it's the same thing with football or, like, any sporting event. I mean, it's just a great place because, I mean, not only the local – I'm honestly
2: surpri- surprised that New Orleans wasn't announced as one of the World Cup candidates, but I- I'm assuming that's because it's indoors. I don't know. I, I mean, you got Bourbon Street and the World Cup. I don't know how they could miss on that, but they're not going to go that route. Well, here's – No one in the here's, South knows anybody's name of
1: soccer. <laughs> It's all about, it's all about football, man. Here's something. <laughs> if
0: you're wanting to break an indoor record and you want to talk about the perfect storm, I mean, do it at uh, the new Raiders stadium in Vegas. It, it, that, that actually is a great – no, I actually you
2: know that. You said I actually think the one after uh, Los Angeles is in Vegas.
1: I mean, they would easily break an indoor record there. I mean, it's – it's the, the thing about Allegiant Stadium is right next to the Mandalay, I mean, it's walking distance – strip or whatnot like i guess vegas now and new orleans are probably the best honestly probably one of the best places in the country to actually probably have Romania. is it so like you actually I mean, they, walk there and like you need to go party on one of the streets or whatnot. i mean they,
0: they claim they claim to be the the combat sport capital of the, of the <laughs> world with ufc i mean throw, throw wrestlemania there be
2: and with his uh recent outings there is rumors of conor mcgregor joining the ranks of wwe at some point
1: Hey, there you go. I mean, I guess you, you it's still smart. could. He, he's he's, just, he's a mid-card guy. Like, he, he, can't, he can't go against the best.
2: Lane, Bad Bunny had one of the best <laughs> matches at WrestleMania this year, so anything's possible.
1: <laughs> That's right. Bad Bunny, um, he's one of these guys that I'm still – I can't really grasp quite yet. I don't know. Bad Bunny uh, is Goldberg just,
2: at this point. He's undefeated. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: If, if McGregor wants maybe to make I'm the sure. move to yeah. WWE, he has he's going to have to try to mix in some leg days here and there. Can't be maybe, can't be breaking legs in, in
1: WWE. Maybe at the next Saudi not, Arabia show, we get an Undertaker, Goldberg, Conor McGregor through a. You know, uh, <laughs> they, they maybe maybe move around and like try to break each other, like break each other's leg, moving around or whatnot, so.
0: Maybe the Mysterios will take him under their wing and he can wear a mask and just be a high flyer. That's a 619, baby. That's right. Um, all right, we got, we got anything else before we close up shop here for uh, Money in the Bank?
2: I think we covered it, man. I'm excited about it. Like I said earlier, this is Money in the Bank. Ever, actually, honestly, since the CM Punk moment, Money in the Bank has become the one of the unofficial Big Four pay-per-views, and I'm always excited to see it. There's always... You know, <laughs> barring a pandemic, it's usually one of the best uh, pay-per-views, so it should be a good one.
1: And, uh, and I, I wanna... think
2: all of our picks, honestly, were pretty safe. We all picked the favorites and, like, the pretty obvious ones, but there will be a match where we were 100% wrong on.
1: Yeah, 100%. But, no, I, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that a little bit. But, like, if anybody's listening to this, like, if you you're just, like, want to watch something on Sunday, these um, – especially the money in the back, like – like ladder matches or whatnot, these are gonna be really entertaining. So, if you want to start loving wrestling, watch those matches and you'll love them. So, that's all I, got to I was gonna, I was
0: gonna say this. Yeah. This card is is pretty yeah. like novice viewer friendly. Yeah, it's, it's a be good one. Fun. It's a good
2: one to get back in on for sure yeah. because I think, yeah. you know, as much as I like wrestling, watching it during this whole weirdness has been a little off. I mean, like it's, I think Lane said it at the beginning. Weird. So, this yeah. is this is something that requires yeah. a crowd And even the wrestlers, they admit it They, they feed off the crowd They actually decide what they're going to do during the match Based off of how Based off of the reactions that they're getting And they haven't been getting that And I think this is going to be Where we start to see Kind of like The wrestling that we're used to We're, we're, we're going to get it back
0: Alright, so if I'm reading this correctly I just noticed this This is Obviously live on Sunday, July eighteenth, eight Eastern, seven central. It's on Peacock, is that mm-hmm. right? It's on the cock. <laughs> so they're gonna be wow. basically following so you're gonna be following up the uh the British Open And,
1: and Peacock uh, is. It's
2: a great so, Sunday.
1: It's still no Peacock's still a little questionable, but we we, we are we are far Yeah, it's yeah, getting now, better, also, but it's, it's, it's still pretty better, rough. But yeah actually actually
2: it was a sad moment the other day i deleted my wwe network little widget off of my apple tv
1: it's it's still there standing strong i can't get i'm one of these i don't delete anything like i have every email like in the last like 10 years and so i'm never gonna delete it because it's the memories
2: yeah
0: (laughs) hey i'll say this i mean the app has been tremendous for watching the Open these first two days. Um, I've had zero issues. It's been great getting up, having some coffee golf. Um, yeah. So you can have some coffee golf on Sunday. To and watch, you can have to some urban wrestling.
2: You get to watch my wrestling. It's, it's, it's not a bad app. No, it's,
0: it's – It's a little tiny I mean, bad. hell, any, anything's better than the ESPN app. So. God. All right, that's going to that's gonna do it for Money in the Bank 2021 preview. Um, I guess uh, next up is SummerSlam. Which uh will be here before we know it, mm-hmm. August twenty first. Mm-hmm. It's in Paradise at Allegiant. So there you go. Yep. So they might uh hey hey, maybe they break the indoor record then. So
2: Yeah, from what from what um like Lane does, based off the dirt sheets, um SummerSlam, they're pulling out all the guns. Uh John Cena is it's rumored to man. Like John it's- <laughs> Lane Otto whoop your ass. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently John, John Cena is going up against Roman Reigns next month, SummerSlam. So, Lane, I cannot wait for a podcast where we get to predict a John Cena match. That should just be great.
1: I, um, I, I, wish, I wish the listeners can see me because I'll have my like my old school like, Ruck Fools. I like, was going to
2: say, we might have to include video on that one just because John yeah. Lane might wear a fitted hat and a John Cena Hustle loyalty respect shirt.
1: I have that, and I also have a Ruck Fools hat. And so if you guys want to do the um, video, I'm down with it. So with the uh, with the sweatbands, one yeah. of my pets i um, actually urinated on the hat, but I cleaned it, so we're all good.
2: Oh, that's just perfect. Uh. <laughs> yeah, rise, rise above the hate. Rise above rise the hate. Above the
1: hate. <laughs> all right,
0: um, so that's gonna do it for uh, for this edition. Uh, thanks for those that tuned in. If you're uh, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're if you're not a wrestling fan, I'm telling you, this is gonna be it's gonna be a good pay per view. Yeah. It's gonna be fun They're to watch. Out. So thanks to so- Thanks to Matt. Thanks to Lane for joining. Like I said, we'll be back sure. for SummerSlam next month. Um, so, yeah, Sunday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, on the cock. Tune in Money in the Bank. Thanks to Davis McCord State Farm for uh, getting us in the studio. Thanks to uh, Transamerica Insurance. And thanks to the rest of the folks that uh, make the show possible. So, thanks until to next Applebee's. time. Thanks to Applebee's. The, the neighborhood's back. The neighborhood's mm-hmm. back. So, Those um, commercials yeah. are getting a lot of pop right now. They they really are probably the probably the best yeah. best pop on cable. So yeah. until next time, out- sorry Zach.
2: That's out- the one that's interrupting. Can, can we reach out to Applebee's and, and realize that they, their biggest fan is in this podcast right now?
0: <laughs> we probably honestly. I mean, hey, hey, I'm I'm shoot here. Shoot shoot, we might as well do <laughs> Thank it. Um, Sharpshooters, sharpshoot. So uh yes. yeah Maddie. until next time <laughs> until next time <laughs> we are